0: This is Banging on the Drum.
1: Welcome to episode 39 of Banging on the Drum. We're here today. uh, We're missing Riley. He's on vacation, which is understandable. Pat, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Letting Mike take the
0: lead. I like it. Kicking off that intro like a true professional. Uh, Mike's going to be taking the lead here, I think, for the next two weeks. Not that anybody really leads. I guess it's just whoever says the intro, and then I just hog talking the most. So I'm getting my practice in in sitting back and, and letting this flow. So we'll see how I do. I'm pretty bad at that. I've noticed.
1: I think you're fine. I think that you definitely do this, though, too you're kind of the, the main dude, you, you do the docs. So does Riley Riley's in on the, on the documents that we like kind of set everything up through. Um, And I just kind of come in and wing it, which is not good today. I did the work, so it'll probably be um, the best show we've ever had. So we continue to listen all the way, at least for 20 minutes. So. um, No, I
0: agree with that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to taking Mike's (laughs) role of, of not knowing what's coming up next, even though uh, we do the same thing and then having to think of overs and unders on the fly and things of that nature, because I'm definitely going to be coming up with many things on the fly. I don't even think I hope you have some spicy meatballs because
1: I, I got a spicy meatball. Um, It's, I don't know if it's spicy or if it's a really terrible take, but either way, I think it'll, it'll be effective for, what we're looking at um i'll start with my under seeing as that uh pat has to kind of still think of his um so we went on a little vacation to minneapolis and the under part of this is that i had to go to the mall of america and i like it's just like the worst to me
0: hmm. yeah i don't agree with that i enjoy the mall of america so if that was a spicy meatball. I actually <laughs> enjoy Minneapolis as much as I hate the Vikings. That's about it, though. Like, cause Twins don't really get under my skin. The Wild, eh. But yeah, it's just the Vikings.
1: Yeah, so I would I would be on the same boat as that. That the Twins don't bother me, right? They, the Wild don't bother me because I'm not a hockey guy. So I'm like the the weakest fan on the whole planet. I've switched teams already. I've been a hockey fan um, for six months and I'm already out on the team that I was going to, going to roll with. Um, But anyway, we went up there, we did a, a, a mud run type thing up there. And this could have been another piece of the under is that, so we do this mud run. It's a terrain race is what they called it, which is, which is fine. Like I'm willing to do these. Done them at Fort McCoy. I did the tough mutter uh 10 years ago or so. Um, but this one they took us to a ski hill, and there was probably like four or five runs, and they had us run up the ski hill and then down the ski, hill, and then up the ski hill and down the ski hill for every run.
0: Wait, so I'm not getting the concept.
1: So every I'm sorry. single for every uh ski run right they made us go up it uh down it and then back up it down it back up it for each for each like run you would do on your skis dang that does sound brutal it it was insane uh and they didn't so they didn't put a slip and slide on it no slip and slide at all they were terrible and they couldn't mark it so i ran uphill for probably about 400 feet in the wrong direction because they didn't mark their thing well. And so then I had to turn around, go up this other part of the hill. Uh, it wasn't well run, but the the crucial part of it was, is that it would go down and uphill. And maybe that was like part of the thing is that they always do this because they're this place that runs it all over the country. And it, maybe that's their thing. They always go to a ski hill and they always just like craziness or whatever i don't know
0: yeah it sounds boring though like you think you just get like a little bit more creative with it because even the four mccoy ones i actually never helped with the four mccoy uh mud runs that you guys would put on but i was actually very impressed like i would walk them and i was like dang these guys like the guys at outdoor rec like would go above above and beyond some of the stuff I would have expected. Cause like if it was me doing it, I would just water down a muddy path and called it good. But there was like deep pits, the slip and slide down the ski hill that looks sick.
1: Yeah. The slip and slide is probably the best part of that one. Um, but we have out at Fort McCoy, when we would build them, we had a lot of access to people who would build stuff too. That's a big, big piece of it. But, if you're going to run it all over the country, you can do better. So, I'm just going to tell that company right from the jump, you can do better. If you want me to tell you how you can do better, I can help with that too. At least mark your trail correctly, so I don't run up a ski hill the wrong way for 400 feet or so.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty shitty. Or just that don't way. do just don't
1: do mud runs. That's that's
0: the solution to that one.
1: Yeah, so the mud run uh like I probably would have just said no, I don't want to go. We just got back from Vegas a couple weeks ago, and then we do the we're headed up to the mud run, and I knew that for like the whole summer, but didn't practice at all, didn't go out running or nothing, but it was kind of my like my brother-in-law's idea, and then my daughter wanted to be in on that too. So
0: yeah, that's kind of fun. Make it a family affair.
1: Yep. So uh my over is that we were driving past the Vikings. I want to say like the practice field or like their indoor anyway, the Viking sign is on this building. Yeah. And I, think that, I think right on right in on the 494 there. And there's a field behind it, but I don't know if it's target field or if it's the uh football field, right? But so we see the Vikings logo and uh I kind of tell my kids to look at it and they start booing, which is. That's, you're raising them playing. right. You're yes, I am. Right. Yes, I am. So, and then we probably saw it three times during the, during the trip. And every time they, they booted every time we went by. So I was pretty happy with my children. Um, it was, a. I I I feel like I've succeeded as a father.
0: I think you have too. I think that was one of our earliest discussions is if you would still love your, love your kids, if they were Vikings fans and you said, fuck, no, <laughs> you were going to throw them out. I
1: was like, dang, that's a little
0: brutal. But. Uh,
1: so I got a, I got a good family though. Like my parents will take them in or something. Callie's parents. Yeah. Will. Somebody will, they won't hate them, but you know, I can.
0: Yeah. As long as they have a place, I guess they're good to go. Yeah hell uh, over Mike hell a over
1: I thought it was it's fantastic over fantastic over I thought it was a good one uh all right what are your over and unders Pat all right so I did actually have a couple
0: written down in my phone and now that I'm looking at them it's like the lamest thing ever but but I'll shoot I'll shoot because I did take notes so when I was in Fort Walton working I like there was a subway on the way to work and it was the easiest place to get into. Like this subway was kind of like, uh, whatever. I mean, it was, it was underused. I I don't know if underused is the right word, but like not many people went to this subway. It was in a bad location for probably everybody, but me. So I would go to this place pretty much all the time. And then they started to know me too well and it was just it was just very embarrassing to me like i think it is cheers where you want to go where someone uh always knows your name yep i don't think subway like falls into that category and i don't know if they knew my name per se but they were like oh yeah you back like they were too excited to see me and they am dapping
1: you up and shit
0: yeah and That was a little embarrassing to me. I think back in the day, I got to that point with McDonald's for uh, morning breakfast where the lady at the the window would know me. And once that happened, I was like, I think I got a problem. I got to stop going to McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Um, I guess Subway is a little bit healthier. But anyways, one of the guys at Subway, give him a shout out um, because he was real cool to me. So yeah, one day he just, but i mean i was in uniform i don't usually enjoy going to places in uniform right but i i was running a little bit later for work so i couldn't go pick up my my food and then go back and get in my uniform so i was like i'll go in there and well and then the guy that was working bought my food so i guess i guess that would be an over but yeah i it's always awkward in that situation i i really do appreciate it but like I was like, "Oh man, you don't have to do that." Like and it was just it was just a weird exchange and I think I'm the one that makes it a weird exchange cuz it's just such a a weird concept when like someone's like, "Oh, thank you." And you're like, "No, thank you." And yeah, keep moving yeah. on. So I mean, my over and unders were connected there, but I guess if I had to go like a uh, large scale over this just happened today. So I am where I drill at in Florida in my, I would say 40% of my old unit back in Wisconsin is down here for some sort of training. So I got to see all the guys in my old unit. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's that very was, cool. Yeah. That was my actual over. Uh, and they were all partying at the lake. So yeah, this would, and then I'll, I'll do two. And then they were all partying at the lake and I was uh, super busy, but I was like, I need to go see all those guys. And I was like, I'm going to just stay there. I had it in my head. I was like, they're they're making brats and hot dogs. I was like, I'm going to have one brat and I'm going to have one beer and then I'm going to get out of there. And then my under is that I had one brat and one beer and I got out of there. I actually did what I planned to do. So what I would have actually liked to do is just stayed there and ignored all my other tasks that I need to do. And I have what I need, like, is it not work stuff that I need to get done? Like I had that all done. It was just like extra shit on the side, like personal stuff that getting ready for other other aspects that I needed to get done. And yeah, and I got them done. So it was it was productive but it was kind of disappointing. I was you like, "You're a real just...
1: live adult today. Good job, Pat."
0: Yeah, it was it was brutal. Doesn't hurt it suck th-
1: when you have to do that shit?
0: Oh, it hurt my soul a little bit. Like I am very far from a one beer person like I don't I also drink too fast, so like one beer for me is like a 5 minute like especially the first beer, because I'm like, damn, this this is going down too good. And then maybe like the second beer is like normal, but I need at least two beers. And I did. I only I only have one beer. I did lie about the food though. I ate a brat
1: and a hot dog. So I was good to go. Okay. Sorry. Oh no, I so I think that like I think that's what you said, a brat and a hot dog, but that's what you were gonna go do. One hot, yeah. one hot dog, one beer, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, and
0: I'm in the office right now. So, so we uh, have people coming in and out, and I'm, I just I'm got getting, frazzled because I I still get a little self conscious. Like we're recording this, and yeah. I just got walked in on, and I looked like a kid that just got caught beating off. I just waved, you probably waved. You. I just. I just waved the guy away. I was like, "No, no, don't, don't come in here." And and you probably were beaten off.
1: That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just looking at Mike.
1: So the fact that you're in the office, uh, I'm considering this our first live show. So like that, we're getting our experience with that. I'm cool with it.
0: No, and now I feel bad for like how that exchange just went (laughs) because I shooed him just out of like natural. Like I was like, no, don't, don't come in here. And yeah, that was probably pretty. Rude. Yeah. Where
1: you could have just had him come say hi or whatever. that would have been fine too.
0: That would have been like what a smooth, actual, cool person would do. <laughs> but
1: that, yeah, I wouldn't do that me. either. I don't think I'd be like, Oh, what do I do now? Right. But yeah. so um, All right. Those are some pretty cool uh, overs and unders. It's good that you get to see the old unit on occasion. I suppose that happens a little bit of the military. That you guys run pretty large exercises, right?
0: Yeah, I'll probably work with them like in some aspect down the road at some point, but yeah, the like our career field is pretty small, so
1: we we run into each other enough, so it yeah, it'll be that's good. good. All right, we're going to be moving on to spicy meatballs. Um, so my spicy meatball is that with the Packers, this is my you know, like just my team that I think this should happen to. Um, If other teams would want to adopt it, I think that'd be fine. But certain jerseys should never be retired. Um, The ones that I think I have an example for are 36, 87, and 52. Now, I know 36 is getting retired this weekend, right? And then the Packers are going to retire that number probably the next time they play the Jaguars. That's more than likely what's going to happen. Um, and if they don't Wait, play them, go ahead.
0: I, I'm just not tracking something. So they're retiring 36 for Butler.
1: Uh, I can't imagine he goes into the hall of fame and then they don't retire. him.
0: Retire his number.
1: Yeah. So like all mm-hmm. the ones that are up 92, three, uh, four, you can't, you can't use those numbers.
0: See, I didn't even – oh, yeah, I guess. I do remember Favre's uh, jersey retirement ceremony.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, good call. And I would imagine that the next time that they play the Jaguars, which is Jacksonville, um, Leroy Butler's hometown, that's when they'll retire his number, unless that doesn't happen this year. And then if they're going to be slated to play them next year, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I'm not positive, right? But – that would be like the ideal situation that you get Jacksonville and the Packers in the same area to do it, but they don't have to do that either.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, I see that, that Leroy Butler's hanging out in my neck of the woods a fair amount. So, but so what did you say when the Packers play the Jaguars again?
1: No, I don't even know if they do this year or not, but if they would, that'd be a good time to retire his numbers right? Yeah. I'd be very, very weird. It'll be like a Sunday or a Monday night. They'll do it. Right. Because those are the big games. You get the most people watching.
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's too spicy, but it does seem weird to me. Like it seems like you should have to do more to get your Jersey retired. But in my head, like I think of retired numbers and I think of, Jackie Robinson, and I guess that's retired across all of baseball, where that's right. that's a bigger deal. So, and yeah, don't and- get me wrong, like I love Leroy Butler, maybe not quite as much as you, but I love Leroy Butler, and it just still seems to me like like thirty six shouldn't be off the board, but I guess kind of so maybe a little bit spicy and you're saying 87 for
1: so you got had guys like Robert Brooks who was an elite level wide receiver Jordy Nelson an elite level wide receiver um the guy that made me think of it is Rashawn Gary so we so there's a possibility that 52 gets retired at the like with Clay Matthews i think that there it's possible right so i don't think he was like i i would i would doubt he goes into the Hall of Fame, right? That'd be surprising to me if he went into the pro football. Hall of fame. But I think that there's like an outside chance that he gets like the Butler treatment, that 20 years from now he goes, right?
0: Yeah, and I feel like with Clay Matthews at his height and I was a lot older and more aware of what Clay Matthews was doing, but I feel like Clay Matthews' name around the league was a little bit bigger than Leroy Butler's. But I think that goes for like a guy that's sacking the quarterback quite often. Yeah. But I but I guess Leroy Butler, uh, Mike proved me proved me wrong that Leroy Butler was the first. What was the stat that you sent me?
1: So it was uh, the thirty-five interceptions, twenty sack club. And he was the first guy to do it in the league, so Brian Dawkins would have been this next one on that list. Brian Dawkins had to have played till 2008 or so, right? Probably at least. Yeah, yeah. He was part of the fourth and twenty-six bullshit. I know that. uh, Um, what's his name? Fowler wasn't. No, Fowler wasn't. He was on that in the fourth and twenty-sixteen though with the stupid Eagles um but uh, i feel like there was an 87 before jordy nelson that was pretty good too but i can't remember or before robert brooks that was pretty good too but i can't remember if that's accurate or not so
0: yeah no and i don't know i don't have my fact checking uh right and the only ability. two i got for
1: the only two i got for 52 are Matthews and gary but I think they're both going to be like elite level talents. So and it doesn't right. have to be those numbers. I'm just saying there's certain numbers that like the best rusher on the team should always get 52.
0: Okay, kind of like a soccer thing like
1: yeah. Gotcha. The best safety on the team gets 36. So if you wanted to give it to like Savage when he came in, okay. I like that.
0: Okay, so I was a little distracted here. I see your point better now. I like that. So I agree with that. So if you're the Packers' best receiver, you wear 87. If you're the best safety, 36, 52. Quarterback would be a tough one, though, to decide what number the quarterback for the Packers is.
1: So, and It's got to be 15. So if you decided quarterback, you have to wear your own or where, like, the number of the best player, it's got to be 15 because he set the example in the 60s. Now, yeah. I don't think you're going to get guys to do that, right? But I think you could offer that number, right, so that you only get it if it's offered to you. I like that. I I must not have explained it well at all, so I apologize no, to all no, the you, people that you I prob- rambled you-
0: You probably did explain
1: it. Um, I
0: read it and I read it wrong right off the bat because I have it up and I'm a little distracted here because i like hear something. I'm like, oh, I hope I hope someone doesn't walk in again. Um, So I'm a little sidetracked and space cadeted here. Um, Yeah. So uh, let's go with jalapenos. How many jalapenos? All right. Given that one we'll we'll finalize it at one and a half and i think so we just had a little break i was saying that i don't think reggie white's number should be retired but i don't really think i have a good reason for that other than he died younger than most but i don't know other guys die eventually too
1: so and i think maybe this would be like a thing moving forward right so the guy the retired numbers of guys that are dead they can't make a decision on their number anymore but maybe the guys that are alive they can say it can be granted to the like a starter at that position or whatever where that's how you retire is by allowing the legacy to live on through the next starter that the team decides
0: that makes sense i like that so like if someone was like hey if they could ask Actually, asked Brett Favre right to figure where his number and he let them okay, yeah. I think we figured it out. I'll give it 1.5. I kind of like it. The legends were the legendary numbers, the future legends,
1: yeah. So, I think that the reason that I fall in this boat is because, um, of Nick Collins and because I. I liked Leroy Butler so much. He wore 36. And then Nick Collins, I thought was on like a Hall of Fame trajectory as well. And he wore 36 too. And I think that's the reason that I thought that's kind of the way you should do it. And then with um, Gary being good too, I think. It's a piece of it.
0: And then a couple of 87s that were good. Okay. Yeah. It took tu- it took me a while to figure out what your point was there, but
1: <laughs> I do like it. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's two good ideas out of me. Now I got two on in thirty nine weeks. Not bad. There you go. Crushing it. All right. Moving on to hot in the streets. So, we have a few things that happened uh, in terms of the Packers this week. I shouldn't say the Packers. I guess it's not really the Packers, right, Pat? But it is a former Packer. Uh, So Devontae Adams gets in an Uber with uh, three other NFL players, and it's like a compact car. So Derek Carr, um, Hunter Renfro, and Adams are in there. I don't know who the the, uh, fourth guy is. I'm not sure. Like probably a wide receiver or a backup quarterback or something. But they're like jammed into this compact car. And Carr, the other guy, and Rempro are all kind of like laughing about it, you know, kind of yeah. And Adams in the video just looks pissed. Like I could be riding some cool kid's bike in Green Bay instead. I'm doing this bullshit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like I like where you took it. Yeah, he could have been had a little kid on the back on his pegs waving at the people, all the fanfare. It surprises me that they would take an Uber at all. But I guess if I was an Uber driver, I would probably be driving around trying to pick up NFL players that I knew were
1: trying to get to the stadium. uh, So, I mean, I think they were getting off a plane, right? So they were getting getting off a plane. And so, if you didn't drive to the stadium, then or to the airport, then you kind of got no options.
0: But I would think they would have like a car for the guys, like an NFL
1: team or so, a
0: shuttle of some sort.
1: Maybe, but like why? Right? Yeah. So it because they're like rich taxi. and they
0: probably could pay the guys enough for it to be worth it
1: to have a shuttle for that. I mean, so we're looking at a guy that very possibly was like, uh, you know, like to get like a SUV or something to come pick him up was like, that's too expensive. I'm, I'm going to get this tiny car. <laughs> like that's a real possibility. <laughs> Maybe like Renfro is just stingy.
0: Yeah. yeah I, uh, I would hope not.
1: I would hope their car
0: or Devonte Adams would step in, in that situation.
1: Renfro is still uh, paying back his student loans, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because he was only on scholarship his senior year or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know he was a
0: walk-on at one point. Yeah, no. I think he's junior and senior year, but I'm pretty sure he has those things paid off by now.
1: I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, so uh, Hot in the Streets, number two, Leroy Butler, my personal favorite Uh, Football player of all time is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Probably like an hour ago.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot. Right, so that's
1: yeah. So I think that happened at uh, seven o'clock tonight. So I'm pretty excited about that. I just thought that that's definitely something we need to mention. Is that a Packers getting into the Hall of Fame? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool shit. Um, About time. I'm trying to think though. Uh, I guess I haven't really been big on watching like retirement ceremonies and speeches. I know some of them are pretty sweet. Um, I honestly though, like seeing what Leroy Butler's done after his professional career, I can't imagine his is going to be one of those epic speeches, but I hope I'm wrong. Like Maybe, maybe you dug deep for it.
1: So, uh, He said he wrote it 10 years ago with his mom. So I'll probably watch it tomorrow. I don't know that I need to sit through everybody's. But uh, ESPN has a pretty good article on kind of his post career. And, like, I didn't realize that he kind of ran out of money, right? So he made millions of dollars in the 90s. He was an all-decade player. So it's not like he didn't have contracts that were worth the money. And he kind of ran out because uh what everybody says is he's just too generous with his money. So which I think is part of the problem with athletes is that they want to help everybody that's around them, like they have a hero complex to some extent. But I mean that's better than blowing it on like hookers and booze, so or code. yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, lots of lots of rich athletes go broke. And if that's the way you're going broke, I guess that's better. But, but yeah, uh, there's gotta be a point where you're like, ah, I gotta be able to take care of myself. But I don't know. If you don't grow up with money or like a concept of money or like have I I don't know, someone in your life that like knows how to, deal with money that you've messed with growing up i think yeah it it might be tough and then like especially when you're like a pro athlete like people are just trying to take advantage of you every which way like invest in my business and we'll make you money invest in this we'll make you money like i think what's the big documentary where there was that lady that like do you know what i'm talking about like she would take guys deep And it was like,
1: Oh no. So I just know the 30 for 30. And I think it's called broke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that. I, I don't, maybe she's in that a little bit, but like, I think there's, I don't know if it's a 30 for 30, but there's something that's like a documentary on this lady. That was just like a scam artist. And she just ripped off millions off of athletes. And I think they were just like too embarrassed to like, like admit it. So like
1: she could just keep doing it. So, yeah. And I, I wouldn't be all that surprised by that. Right. That like to be embarrassed that you got your money taken. But it definitely happens. Like I know Fred Taylor's agent did it to him. Right. Like his agent signed, like messed with his contract and ended up with like, all of his money
0: one crazy one that i heard recently this is an athlete but dane cook uh his brother was his manager and his brother stole all of his money like that blew my mind and now his brother's like in prison i guess he wasn't like remorseful about it at all either like sorry that he ripped off his brother i can't remember where i saw that on but it was like a sit down with Dane Cook. I think it was something that Tom Segura was doing. Yeah. And that was mind blowing to me. Because I always wondering what happened to him. And then I heard like he stole jokes and like there's some weird like blacklist in comedy like that he got put on. And I don't know. He's becoming semi more relevant again. But I think it's more like his story. But whatever. That was kind of going off topic but yeah i just couldn't imagine like ripping off a family member <laughs> to the point where you go to prison and they're just like
1: uh yeah i mean i don't know how you do that either right that you just and like try to put him basically in a place where he's got to like go back to work after he did all that shit cuz he was one of the best comics in the world for probably a good year or year and a half stint.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was burning most
1: popular, right?
0: But yeah, yeah. He burned, he burned out quick, but I think, yeah, he was selling out shit that other people weren't selling out and making lots of money on his shows.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The money thing's a weird one. Um, Speaking of the guys that made just boatloads of money riding on boats drunk. um, My next one is Tom Brady has been a part of every team. That has lost a first round pick. He's been in the mix on every time the NFL has decided to take a first round pick from a team. What what do you think about that, Pat?
0: it, I, it doesn't bother me. Like, I I think it surprises me. And I guess I don't know what your opinion is because you asked me, but you, Mr. If you ain't cheating, you ain't <sighs> trying. Um, it would surprise me. If you really cared that much. Cause I think the inflate gate stuff, is that one of the ones where they got to pick a first round pick taken from them or was it spy gate?
1: Both. I think.
0: Okay. So inflate gate, I thought was stupid as shit. That was a dumb, dumb one. The spy one. I haven't dug into the weeds in it. Um, I mean, that I know there. like, yeah, that one, that, that one, that one seems like legitimately cheating to me. Yeah. So, but I mean, I don't know. Tom Brady's name got put on the deflate gate, but I don't think Spygate wasn't Tom Brady telling guys to go spy on the other team.
1: No. So that happened pretty early in the, in the like uh, Tom Brady era too. So my personal belief on the majority of Tom Brady's career or not the majority, but my personal belief on Tom Brady's career is that it's so long that he won those first three rings, right? Which is impressive. To win three rings at all is impressive. And then he basically had an entire career and then he won four more. So it was like 12 or 13 years between rings. Between like the 2005 ring versus... And then they started winning them again, like 2014, 2015, something like that. So he had like a like a really like what would be almost a Hall of Fame career in between those without winning the ring. Very successful, did all the things right. Um, So I don't think that he's part of like the Spygate. Like that's not. Hey, you should just get their signals. You know, like tape them, and we'll watch them and see. He might have been watching them because they have. Right. But he's not a piece of that. He's just a piece of that team. Yeah. And then the in, the inflating the footballs one, I think is mostly pointless. Right. So d- does it really affect the way things go? Might have, but it didn't affect it by 40 points. Right. Yeah. And they got, they t- just trounced the Colts that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, like all the quarterbacks that came out like afterwards and even with the like little Manning cast thing this year like i feel like that that Eli Manning and Peyton when Tom came on they were like kind of taking shots at each other like like they're like you could tell they didn't give a shit like they weren't right. like oh he was cheating they're like you could tell they were like Alluding to that, they liked the ball a certain way as well. And
1: yeah. And so I think, like, my guess is that Peyton and Tom sit down and talk probably relatively frequently because they're almost the only two guys in the world that do what they do. Right. So Rodgers might fall into that, but maybe Mahomes, but that crowd that you can sit down and talk to about being. An elite level quarterback is very, very small. And at the time, it was just Tom and Peyton.
0: Yeah. And I think they're both pretty cool dudes. Like, oh, yeah. You find, yep. find out after retirement. I definitely think uh, Peyton Manning's like dorkier, but like, he's still cool. Like, he seems like a good time. He'll flop his dick out while, uh, um, <laughs> Getting a massage, he was the first uh, first massage uh, quarterback at Tennessee.
1: Oh, Oh, I don't remember hearing (laughs) about that, but
0: (laughs) yeah, there was something weird that came up, it was like after his career. Um, so I I don't know, I guess that's probably not the best thing to make (laughs) jokes about, but like, I there was a story, but anyways, after his after they retired. And I guess Tom Brady's still not retired, but those guys seem like they'd be good to hang out with. And I can't, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they probably find ways to hang out
1: or talk. Yeah, I mean, so it's probably not like super often, but they probably see each other at certain events. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe this weekend or whatever, where Hall of Famers go to the Hall of Fame weekend. I don't know but um yeah it's just weird that he's the guy that everybody was targeting or that the dolphins were targeting in this whatever got their pick removed right yeah
0: yeah that it seemed like like a weird conspiracy too I just don't get why he wanted to leave again like another fairly sure short- I mean the dolphins seem like they're kind of loaded this year but I I don't know like the Bucks last year. When did they get bounced?
1: Uh, last game. So the NFC Championship, they lost to the Rams.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you're that close, like, why blow it up and do it again?
1: But so, so I don't think it was just the one year of it, right? So if they would have just done it last year, it would have been like this thing that you now you know, like, don't do that, but. Apparently, it was 2019, 2020, and 2021. So, when he was leaving New England, they were... Because he's good friends with one of the owners of the Dolphins. Oh, okay. It's not that Ross. It's the it's one of the minority owners, but that's the guy. He's really good friends with the guy who has the ability to buy the Dolphins. Gotcha. If Ross would ever sell. So... And he's an owner, he's a minority owner, but he has the ability to buy them outright. And so, like, that's what people connect to it, I guess. But moving from uh one Hall of Fame quarterback to the next. Um, did you listen to Aaron Rodgers' podcast with Aubrey Marcus?
0: No, not at all. Dude, yeah, this is this is gonna be my all-time like I know I've came into something and I've been like, this is I'm not prepared. Like, I've this week has been busy. Like, I haven't had time. Um, but, anyways, get it, get into that because I All see right. your hot in the streets and I'm very surprised one hot in the streets isn't in there.
1: Yeah. So, uh, oh, so yeah, you got one coming up. Good. Uh, but anyway, this one that's this is a hot in streets. I forgot to write this one in our little list. So, Pat's confused at the moment, but I listened to the whole. The, Probably 90% of it, I walked out of my office a few times when I was playing. Um, We got COVID at work. So I've been doing notes and like just office work, cleaning my office, organizing things, which still isn't very organized because that's just not the person that I am. But so I was listening to it as in the background, and it was basically nothing about football. Um, Didn't like, so he talked about how like doing drugs. Uh, ayahuasca and game maybe like helped him like be better at football, but it wasn't really about football. It sounds like these guys are just friends. It's very reminiscent of like a comedians podcast with Rogan. Yeah. Yes. And so like just two like really good friends that are sitting down to talk about kind of, you know, their lives and how things went for him. So he talks a little bit about like growing up and doing like what his attitude towards football, but mostly it was just two guys sitting down talking about their drug experiences with, uh, ayahuasca. I was was a little surprised by that. Yeah,
0: no, I think like, what I've been seeing, I'm not super familiar with ayahuasca. Um, I know someone who's done it that's had like a very positive experience on it. And then just more and more of the stuff that's coming up with like microdosing and stuff. Like I I think uh people are starting to be more open about that, like publicly. And I think it's gonna be less frowned upon. I don't know where it is in the like state of like being legally like i know it's definitely illegal but i don't know if ayahuasca is
1: actually so yeah i would guess that it's probably not actually illegal because it's some like weird south american concoction that they put together but who knows yeah,
0: yeah but the other ones that are like hallucinogenic um Like, I think they're starting to let them experiment more with them. So I don't think they're legal, but they're like medically experimenting with them to get them to a point where they're legal. But I think it's just becoming more and more of like an open thing. And from what I hear, and granted, I think I hear more from like the positive side of it, like why it should be than I would hear of like the negative side effects. Because you'll watch like I watched one of these documentaries on it. I was like, they didn't list like any negative side effects. And, and I know that's just not the case. Um, But I guess maybe if they're doing it like in a responsible environment where, but yeah, like I've never done it. So like, I have no clue what it really does to you, like why it would help you, but it's interesting to me, like that, that stuff is interesting yeah. to me. And I bet you that would be, I, I'll probably listen to that eventually, but we'll see when I get time to do that.
1: Anyway, so I really like, I like the the interview, but I like, so I used to listen to all the Joker, Joe, Joe, like I like his interview style, the way he does it. Aubrey Marcus was very, very similar. Um, I would say that Marcus probably talked more than, Aaron Rodgers during it, which I thought was a little odd. Like you're interviewing a guy for a reason, but to some extent, if you're buddies, that's kind of the way it goes, right? Is that someone leads the conversation kind of dominates it. And the other person is just kind of there to bounce ideas off to some extent.
0: Yeah. That's what I do with you guys all the time. Like I
1: just steal it.
0: One, one thing I do want to bring up like the other. So I remember I was so excited Brett Favre came out with a podcast, and I was—I can't remember who the guy he was with, but it was Brett Favre. And do you remember who the guy? I was?
1: don't. I didn't know he had
0: one. But it was like some Fox News former Fox News person, and Favre didn't talk like at all during it. And like this guy on the the Fox News guy. Like Favre would put his foot in his mouth all the time on this podcast. And it would be like every other week he would be coming out with like an apology. And this dude just didn't get it. Like he like acted like he was the star of the show and he would lead Favre into saying something stupid. And nobody gave a shit. Like they were friends. Like he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't doing it on purpose, but they just both didn't get it. Um and like, I mean, say what you want. I they have their views, like whatever, whatnot. Like, I don't really dig into like politics sides and stuff. And it was it would get like very politicy. Yeah. And um and I just don't know how they didn't see that as a bad idea. Like
1: I think like that a, to some extent if you're going to go after a like a Fox News guy instead of a Fox Sports guy you're kind of looking to be in that realm anyway and that Farb was looking to be in that realm and then he probably has real beliefs that aren't so mainstream and people lose their mind about it. and then he's like wait I'm trying to be like popular here and he just can't do it. I mean so Farb's got his own like whipping his dick out and shit problems too yeah Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, right at the end, once he left the Packers, he did that shit. That did not happen to the Packers. Packers are wholesome.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it it was, it was just like, I don't think this Rodgers one, from like the way you explained it, is quite as badly dominated. And it's only like Farves was like a show. So, it was like consistently. And I was like, why doesn't he like ask farb like about sh- cool shit and like yeah I, like if i got him and i could in i was like f- if he want to do it like i'd be like oh sorry mike got a new guy um yeah coming i get in. it i get it but, but like it wouldn't be centered around me like maybe i would lead cuz like obviously the other guy had experience leading it But I would not, you know, I would set him up like, but it just seemed like this guy was like, well, how am I going to get more people to listen to it? Well, maybe if I get Brett Favre and then basically use Brett Favre to pull people in like me and it was just dog shit all the time. Not that I could say much, like we're, we're sitting here making a podcast talking about their podcast So. Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that today, like reporting on what reporters say. I was kind of scrolling through ESPN at one point during my day, and they were like telling me what somebody said about one of the quarterbacks. And I was like, so wait, now ESPN reports what an ESPN reporter said about – Well, I can't even remember which quarterback it was, but it was – uh it was one of the college football guys? Oh, they were talking about Saban. So Saban said something like, "This was a rebuilding year, right?" This last one where they lost the national championship game, they went to the national championship game, which is a rebuilding year for Alabama. um Yeah, must be rough. And, and I can't remember the guy. I can kind I can see the picture that ESPN posted, but I was like, "Why is that news?" Like you, the news is that the guy said it, right? Not that. Like you don't have to have a separate story saying the guy said it. I don't I didn't understand.
0: Yeah. And it's that, that time of the year though, it's like when they're grasping for straws. I mean, we've even felt the pain a little bit. I'm surprised. I feel like this one might be a little bit short because we just didn't have much time to prepare for it, but I've been surprised that we've been getting out as much as we have. And it has been pretty sports dominated yeah, um, for the most part. But, yeah, we've been diving into the Brewers a little bit deeper. But, yeah, it's definitely that time of the year where we had the episode that I keep saying I'm not going to reference that I reference, where we reference – it it gets to that point in the year where they do, like, old era versus new era versus, like – and if you pay attention to it enough, it's always the same time of year. They're
1: like, we don't have shit to to talk about. Who's like, better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? And it's yeah. just the same conversation for the last 20 years. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, always the fallback. All right. I'm going to steal it from, steal the mic from me real quick. So, hot in the streets. So, Mike's hot in the streets have been uh, the Raiders hopping into a uh, miniature Uber. Brady being a uh, part of every team that's lost their first-round pick, and then the, the Rodgers on his buddy's podcast. And, and this Leroy.
1: Team.
0: Oh, yeah, and Leroy. Leroy's in the Hall of Fame. Um, but he did not have hater gets traded from... Oh...
1: I got that down in my uh, favorite teams or whatever we call that.
0: Anyways, I think that's a that's a hot in the streets. So we're gonna we're gonna supersede um, driving fast and turning left real quick
1: because yeah, I, let's go right into the crew.
0: So yeah, they trade Hater away, and honestly, I, actually, I'll give it back to you because I see you wrote about it because, l- like I said, this last week. Oof, I mean, obviously, I was aware of the trade, but I haven't seen any Brewers baseball since Hater got traded, which is a big rarity for me. Like, And it kind of correlates when the Brewers started losing, too. So I got busy, and I haven't really been able to watch them lately, and they started losing. So it could be either Hater's gone and the, morale, the team morale's down, or it's just that I stopped watching. So I'll... Try my hardest to start watching games and we'll see. We'll see if it's a hater thing or if it's a Patrick thing.
1: I'm guessing it's a Patrick thing. Get your ass together. Do it right. Come on.
0: Me too. One thing I want to mention though before you go. So I keep, Mike keeps like having a breath, like ready to talk. And I cut him off. But Riley, he is freaking riled up about this. He like turned into like a savage. Like, a whiny little, I don't even know, a whiny little became, fan. I
1: think it's called a Cubs fan.
0: Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it. hes He is hating on it. And it, the funny thing is, it—it it is cool to see. And I know Riley's been like a big Brewers fan, but it's cool to see like the fire got lit in him. But, but yeah, we'll have him on to uh, explain himself.
1: Yeah, we'll let him get into like the the hatred of the Brewers. I think for me, so basically what happened is we traded away um Hayter for four players Taylor Rogers, Denelson, Lamet, Astria, Esther, Ruiz, and one more prospect. I don't know who the last prospect was. Um, Ruiz is a prospect as well, but they said he's like basically major league ready. Right. So he's, he could be in the majors right now if we really needed him. Doesn't sound like we do. Um, so he's not up. Uh, Taylor Rogers is the, now this is like rumors from a patient at work that he's the number two closer in the national league. So it's not like the end of the world there. And then Lamette is like a highly talented guy, but we just, um, designated him for assignment and so might not even keep him on the team like he might not be a Milwaukee Brewer or a National Sound or even like a Wisconsin Timber Rap He's a Biloxi Shucker is that our other one or did we get out of that
0: no we're still shucking we're still right. shucking down in uh, Biloxi
1: all right so I think I actually hit all uh, three levels there there's probably one I missed but carolina mudcats or something like that
0: oh yeah no look you're nailing them all because yeah, yeah what it, it goes nashville but i feel like it switched uh from nashville to colorado for a second and then it switched back to nashville i don't know how that works in the minor leagues like they'll just switch farm systems like i don't know if i've heard that before and and when i'm not paying attention fully like it just sounded like they just we're like, well, you get our players, we get your players. And I'm sure that's not, I that can't guarantee Not at the
1: triple A level. I don't.
0: Yeah, no, I guarantee right. that's not. But then you got like all the A balls. I think we have like West Virginia power, but whatever. Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah. So there's a, there's probably about, I don't know if we even have the Carolina Mudcats. I feel like we do, but I can't yeah, I think guarantee that.
0: Sounds right to me.
1: All right. Um, I'll
0: guarantee it for you.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Uh so I guess if you're trading the closer for a closer and you can like control Rogers, okay? But um I I don't get it and I think that you were you were coming out of the like second half doing really really well and then as Sam Decker would put it, you just threw a grenade in the locker. And for what? Because you could have traded him at the end of the year and not paid him.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I've been trying to make sense of this trade in my head. Cause at first, when I saw it, I was like, I'm not gonna overreact to this thing. Like, I need to see these guys. I'm not that well dug into like the whole league where I was like, okay, like this this guy's gonna be good. Like this, I was like, I'm gonna look. Look at these guys, um, before I overreact. But yeah, then after looking at them just a little bit, like I was like, it definitely seems like just trying to save money. Like it doesn't seem because at first I was and Mike Mike's polls on uh, the banging on the drum have been ripping off. He's been he's been getting like hundreds of votes, and I well whatever fifties of votes. And
1: tens of votes.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's more than we normally get.
1: Yeah. And, so I and, think uh, the baseball deadline was really hot. And I think that was a big piece of it. Is yeah. that I hit like three in a row, three days in a row, I hit good ones that probably went for like 60. Uh, so one went for 90, one went for 80, and then one went for 60. So at least 60. Yeah, Mike
0: was creaming his jeans over there watching these these hits go. And honestly, dude, I I, know I've referenced this too many times. I do it every episode. There's something I reference. But I was so busy. I don't even think I voted on a couple of them. So with my account. fuck, man? No, I know. Like I checked it out the next day. I seen you and Riley getting all excited about something. And I was like, yeah, maybe I did vote for them all, but it, it was like not immediately. Usually I'm like, oh, I'll give Mike his third, third uh vote after he votes for himself. Riley voted already. Um, but yeah, uh you, you had valid questions like and I was like, okay, we got the all these guys. So now I I would like to think. Yeah, that they got them to put a package together to send for a bat. And then, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't do any of that, like get like a decent left-handed arm in the bullpen, sure up the bullpen a little bit more. Because the back end of the bullpen has been great other than like Josh – uh, or yeah, Josh haters like little struggles here. I mean, which whatever it was, he got blew up a couple times. Zra just went off the chains from getting blow up like in like two, three straight games. But he was getting back to form. Um, I think he's gotten a save sense with San Diego.
1: It certainly does. Game one. And,
0: and yeah, I was. I'm derailing myself there. But yeah, like it, yeah, it just didn't make sense. And it still doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm confused about it. I am still not overreacting about it. But yeah, Devin Williams uh interview in the clubhouse, I was surprised at like how how tore up he was about it. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, I get it. Your friends like in baseball, like in baseball, I feel like it's a different. Type of like, maybe just because like that's the one I played all the way through, but it's just a different kind of like. Like if you guys are having fun, like that helps you do well. Where I think there's a lot of other sports where you do well and you have fun, but like baseball, sometimes is sports where you're like, you'll see like a mound visit, and you'll hear what like the guy said on the mound visit. And it'll just be like the guy walking up and being like, Hey, what what do you want to do after the game for uh, dinner? Like, you know, just take your, it's such a mental game. Like, hey, like you're too stressed out and like just have like a normal conversation, walk away from them. Cause you know, they go out there like uh, not as much as they used to, but, yeah. uh, but enough like where I'm sure he's not like, Oh, you're, you're looking a little tight. Like, uh, put this one loan away because, and I'm sure there is some like,
1: Hey, you so know, some of that, don't but throw
0: this guy a pitch.
1: So I remember I had a coach when I was in like little league or like, uh, Legion ball, t- something, something like that. And he would, he would come out and just be like, he'd tell you a joke. Like that was his, that was his move. Like he'd come out and tell you a joke because He knew, like, you were too far in your head. Like, that's why you would come up. And he was a young guy. Like, so he's um, probably only, like, six, seven years older than me. Maybe a little bit more than that. No, six or seven years older than me. And, like, he was coaching our teams. And he's a good coach. Like, he coaches uh, high school now. um, And he's super knowledgeable about baseball. And he has been his whole life, as far as I can tell. Right? And he would just tell you the joke. If he went out to the mound to, like, settle you down, it was always he had some stupid joke that he was going to tell you. Yeah. Anyway, um, getting back into, like, what the trade was and that kind of stuff. If so, if the rumor about, like, Rogers being the second closer in the NL is accurate and you get a guy that's MLB ready in a outfielder, I can deal with that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Now, I think hater keeps your morale together, and you perform better in the immediate, right? So in the next 20 games, you're going to be better. Um, I don't know that this affects you long-term in whether or not you win or lose a World Series. I think not having a bat does that way more than this trade will or won't.
0: Yeah. And we haven't even got to see the back end of the bullpen. And I mean, I, like I said, I haven't seen the game, but I mean, they haven't, uh, I guess we have, because I think they,
1: yeah, they, they, they shit the bad time. tonight. They shit the bad. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah. So losing late in games. But yeah, no, Pissed I, I kind of I, I like that take, though, is, yeah. But I, I think you and I are at the point in our sports fandom where it's hard to, like overreact, um, because yeah, I've heard people say like, "Oh, the Brewers just farm," you know, like through the the farm system, and they used to be like when we were young, yeah. But
1: like, yeah. but Prince Fielder, we weren't keeping, so like, but we kept we- him into the majors. We could have traded him for whatever we wanted. Everybody knew he was a pro. Everybody knew Ricky Weeks was a pro. Everybody knew J.J. Hardy was a pro, right? We had a core of guys in the minor leagues that were hitters at the time that we could have traded for all kinds of, like, pro talent. We didn't to set up what we have today. Yeah.
0: And, and like, I just don't fully agree with it. Like, that statement that we're the farm clubs of the team anymore because Brian Braun and Yellich like we we kept those guys and we're going to keep them their whole careers and I mean it used to be like you know we would trade Richie Sexton and or Jeremy yeah. Burnett's and they would go through like a, those were our best players my favorite players and they'd go to a team and they would hit like eighth and yeah. they, were, yeah. they were they were they were getting cleanup up for the Brewers
1: well, I mean, so even the year that we went out and got like a so there's years we've went out and got like real players, you know what I mean, and not been the farm system. So like we went and got Sabathia, and turned somebody else into our farm system, right? We went out and got Grinky, and turned the what? So Sabathia was Cleveland, and then Grinky is. The Royals, they were our farm system. They brought that guy to what he was, and then we went and like plucked him for two or three years.
0: Yeah, was and so too. yeah, we I rented think, Sabathia and yeah,
1: Greinke Gran- was all right. Yeah, I mean that. I that's it was what long enough. That's what World Series teams do: is they go out and they get a arm for the re- end of the year. Like, Unless you're the Royals,
0: pretty. then you get yeah. rid of Granky, take all the Brewers prospects
1: and turn Was that he, team into grinky might have been back there no he wasn't he, he no went it definitely, or something
0: like that yeah definitely wasn't yeah we'll see how this shakes out um but yeah sure. my my normal in-depth uh brewer not that it's like super in-depth but yeah i don't i don't have that queued up today so
1: right so uh We also traded for Trevor Rosenthal and Matt Bush, all guys that are in the back end of the rotation or not rotation, but back end of the uh, bullpen. So they're all bullpen guys, bullpen arms. Matt Bush must be from like the Milwaukee area played for the area code team for the little league or senior league, something like that. He's hoping to be drafted by the brewers. So he's actually pretty excited to be a brewer. Um, I've also heard some, Not so great things about Matt Bush. That there's some rumors that he did some weird stuff, but that is what it is. So that that was the guy
0: Riley was talking about. Yep, from Texas. Okay,
1: for some reason I thought that was and whatever I thought that was a Padres guy. That rule or whatever or whatever he did. Yeah. uh, When he comes back, and then so since our trade, we have been. 0-3. 0-3. I think it's more than that, dude. No, it was, it was all the Pirates games. Oh, okay. And so we're 0-3. Uh, we had been 7-1 and previous to that. So it doesn't look so great right now, but maybe we're just regressing to the mean, right? Yeah. That really we shouldn't be 7-1 and coming out of the All-Star break. We should be more like 5-2. and no 6 and 2 5 and 3 somewhere in there and that this is just even us out and that we're going to be fine. That's kind of my personal opinion, but it's August in baseball season. Let me yeah. know when September comes. And Break, I think wake too, me like, up when September comes. We is will the we'll, line. Is that the yeah. line?
0: Yeah, okay. no, it's November. Um but no, I think you had a good point though like yeah, you shake up or whatever. Sam Decker had a good point. Like, yeah, throw a grenade into the locker room. But it's not going to stay like that. Like, guys are going to ease in. Like, obviously the Brewers were upset that they got rid of Hader because seemed, you know, he was damn near the best player. Uh, if not yeah. the best player. And they were in first place. So the players are kind of confused. Like, don't know what's going on. But and then I think that makes it awkward for the guys coming into the locker room where they're like, okay, well, they traded for us, but these guys don't really, you know, they didn't really want to get rid of the guy that they got us here for, which I guess they never probably do. Like, right. you're never going to be like, oh, my, my second baseman, like, fuck that guy. Like, unless you're Jeff Kent and uh, Barry Bonds, But, uh... But, yeah, it, I think it just is – it's awkward in there right now, but it's going to ease into it. Someone's going to rip a fart. It's going to be pretty funny. They're going to be like, this guy's pretty cool. Tell tell a couple good stories. And, yeah, gel back up. But that grenade Gary, that grenade blow up is going to heal. That grenade explosion yeah. is going to close.
1: I think Gary Sheffield might have been that guy in the past, too, that, like, everybody just wanted him out of really when he, played, when he played for the brewers i think that he was like like overthrowing from third base like overthrowing the first baseman like intentionally he wanted to be traded real bad and so you so probably i, for, even, I forget yeah, that he was just like a rookie on the uh brewers and that's it okay for some reason i thought he came back but yeah that's I,
0: i'm i'm thinking of uh Mr. 300, uh,
1: he's, uh, <laughs> he, Bernie,
0: Bernie Mac came back. To yeah, play Man, for
1: <laughs> I forget about that. I think I was like one of the crowds in that movie. Nice, nice. Right? So I was at a game and they were like, we need everybody to like stand up and shit in the middle of the inning. And so everybody did. And so might've been part of that movie somewhere. I, well, like, look, just as, uh, like, Look
0: up Mike on IMBDB or whatever
1: whatever Yeah, where are my fucking royalties at?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that movie was a box office hit, too. Yeah, just (laughs) just a banger. (laughs) Yep, great movie. But, yeah, the Brewers, like, you know, and I guarantee 90% of our listeners, if not more, like, you know, the uh, major league ones. Those were at County Stadium.
1: Oh, so I actually didn't know that they took place at County Stadium. I assumed that it was just Euchre, right? Like he was the piece that tied us to that. Uh and we can kind of say a little bit like Finn Scully, one of the greatest, one of the greatest um announcers to ever do baseball, died this week. kind of disappointing. Um I don't know if I'd ever take him over um, Jesus Christ. I just said his name.
0: Bob Euchre?
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd ever take him over Euchre. No, you can't. No, I mean, because I'm a homer. But I'm sure Dodgers fans would never take Euchre over Vince Cohen, right?
0: Yeah. But Vince Cohen died like a while ago, right?
1: This week, I think.
0: Oh shit, he looks like he's been dead for a while. Though. Um yeah, dang. They who's gonna be the third? We might we might be cutting. Who's
1: who's one who's one? Bill Russell, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I do yeah, they were talking about but I didn't realize Bill Russell died. I realized they were talking about Bill Russell more than they normally do. Really? Yeah, I did I I don't know, I missed it. I was like looking on like sports websites today too, because I was bored out of my gourd. Hopefully the boss is not, I was working too. It's not, I didn't not do any work. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I can't believe you missed that one, but I can't say much busy week. Um, I think this is going to be like, if we keep this show up, our August might be our, our rough months where we, uh, at least for me, because that'll, that'll be when a lot of my training that isn't cushy, my non-cushy training is going
1: on. So You're real, um, like two to three weeks, right? Yeah,
0: yep. Um, but, yeah, maybe we can brain chop some stuff for you guys. But do you have more to this one, Mike?
1: So I just got driving fast and turned left.
0: Oh hell yeah! We can't miss out on that Martin Truex Jr. Gold baby, gold. How do he do? How do he do, Mike?
1: Yeah, so he he pissed the bed again. Um, I don't also want to say he shit the bed because he stayed in front of Kevin Harvick, uh, who is the person that I think we need to stay in front of. And Kevin Harvick finished thirty third. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. finished twenty first. Finished got seventeen points. He currently sits in fourth. If he gets a win. He's going to jump from whatever he's at, 15, whatever it is, all the way to fourth if he gets one win. And so, points-wise, he's killing it. It's just he's struggling to get that win. I anticipate it coming on Sunday. Everybody, make sure you go out and watch the race. Um, I'm going to be at Wilton Fest, so you guys, I'm not going to watch the race. There ain't a chance.
0: I'm surprised it's just like not blared at Wilton Fest. Is it called Wilton Fest? I thought it was called like Frog Day. Don't don't Turtle say Dance.
1: the name. I believe it's copyrighted and the people who have the copyright will not allow us to use that name, I'm sure. So actually Riff. we might be able to get it. It's possible, but um what what do they, they think they would get from us if we did use the name? I don't know.
0: <laughs> like we're like okay you you can have all the profit that this show makes. we would make money if they, if they sued <laughs> us for the profit they just pay for us
1: um no yeah i'm not sure but i know that there's a huge issue there's big issues in town i, I think i mentioned that the pool got closed right? oh okay and so like there's just some political shit that's going on in town and it's all fucking terrible.
0: You guys are turning into episode of South Park out there in Wilton. Yeah. I I I'm kind of yeah, getting interested. I think you should start a podcast like a I uh I mean it could be fall under the bang on the drum thing, but like an investigative podcast and go get the drama of what's going on <laughs> in Wilton. I think that would be absolutely gold. <laughs> 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 it was like earl earl's cow ate tony's grass last week and now, now tony's cows are light
1: yeah earl earl's cows ate tony's grass those sons of bitches yeah i mean it's for me this is one of like i like this weekend. i like to be home for this weekend um a lot of my boys come back into town I get to hang out, have a few beers with them. Kids enjoy the fireworks. They like We're going to have bounce houses or something like that. There'll be something going on. Tonight, I think they had human foosball down in the park. I didn't go partake in any of that, but it'll be a good weekend, so I'm not watching the race this weekend. So, Martin Truix Jr., make sure you win so that we can get into the chase for the cup. I don't like cheering for losers, so... I might jump ship on you as well.
0: Yeah, Mike, Mike will do it to you. I won't. I'm loyal.
1: I'm a ship jumper.
0: Go out there, win us a race, Martin. I think Mike's right. I think it's this Sunday. We're due. We're due for one.
1: I agree. I agree. I think that he, he's the best race car driver in the world. The fact that he hasn't won a race is acid.
0: Yep. Soon. Soon. To be a winner, soon to be in that winner circle.
1: Anything more? No. The only thing I I have to say is, um, for all you suckers that are doubting the Packers, the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Hit it.
0: Roll it. Yes, let's go. The Packers King. Eat my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. Eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.